Hello, it's me, Ben Pavlo, host of the Raising Yourself Up podcast. And I wanted to take a minute to let you know that I have a new book that was just released. It's called The Young Adult Starter Kit, 12 Steps to Being a Better Person. It's available now on Amazon. And I also still have my Self-Help for At-Risk Teens book. So go ahead and please check them both out and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Self-Help for At-Risk Teens podcast. I'm Ben Pavlo, author, entrepreneur, certified life coach, and self-help enthusiast, bringing you tips, techniques, and strategies on how you can overcome the odds and live the life of your dreams. You can find related resources along with free access to four of the most influential personal development books ever written by going to www.theselfhelpcompany.com. Now let's start the show. Hello and welcome to today's episode. This is Ben Pavlo. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. It's an honor to have you here. Today's topic is going to be adapting to your living situation. And I know that there are many different situations out there. And if you come from different circumstances or backgrounds, like we talked about in chapter one, and you're either from a broken home or your parents just not in your life, there could be a lot of different situations you could be in right now. So whether you are, you know, in a shared custody, a blended family, someone other than your birth parents is taking care of you, uh, you're in a system, or, or you're actually out on your own right now for whatever reason. These are some of the topics I'm going to cover today. As I've told you before, you know, both my parents passed away when I was young. My father, he was never in my life. So being raised by a single mother and then having my mother pass away when I was 16. And even before she passed away, she was sick and she was in the hospital for quite a long time. So I wound up living with uh, my friends. Technically, I live with my friend's parents. I live with a girlfriend and her parents. Then eventually, after my mother passed away, I lived with my cousin then I was incarcerated. And when I was in the juvenile program, I was living with all kinds of staff members. I was changing uh, locations all the time inside the program. So I had new staff coming into my life all the time, new counselors, because I was in grief and loss groups and drug and alcohol treatment counseling the whole entire time I was in the program. So every time I was moved to a different camp, as they were called in this program, it was Vision Quest. In case uh, you weren't familiar with this program, you're welcome to look it up to see what it's about. And so as I moved around a couple months here, a couple months there, I had all different staff members and counselors. They come in and trying to get to know you and you having to keep continuing to talk about what's going on and what, what happened to you and all these things to new people all the time. And I know it can be exhausting to continue to repeat your story to new people all the time, but the people are trying to help. And when you live with someone other than your birth parents, for whatever reason it is, they're just trying to help you. They're doing whatever it is they can to help you. If you're living with them, you're not on the street. And that's what's most important because if you have no one to take care of you, and I know you feel like you might be pretty self-sufficient on your own and you think you're pretty grown up, but if you can't afford to pay your own bills, then you need help because you don't want to be on the street. So if a friend's parent lets you come live at their house or a girlfriend's parent or boyfriend's parent, whoever, you have to know some of the basic things in order to be welcome to stay 
as long as you need to. And throughout this book, I talk about just becoming a better person. And that's the whole thing is having manners. And I talk about developing your character and cleaning up after yourself and all these other things that are all tied in to you having people trust you, like you, become comfortable leaving you in their house alone. These are all things you could totally control. So first thing is thank them, be appreciative of them being able to take you in, whether it's just for a couple nights or if it's for a week or you're there for months or a year. Either way, from day one, you should be showing appreciation, thanking them for letting you be there. Two, you should be offering to help any way you can around this house. You should say, what can I do to help you out? Can I cook? Can I clean? You know, can I do anything? Can I run errands? Whatever I can do to help you. That's the kind of stuff that will gain your, your trust with them and to show that you're, you're mature and that you're worthy of them helping you. So on top of the two things I just mentioned, so you want to be thankful, you want to help out as much as you can, but you also want to make sure you're taking care of personal business. As far as if you're in school, you should be doing your homework. You should be doing whatever your responsibilities are without having to have these people tell you what to do because they're already being nice enough to welcome you in their house and they may feel uncomfortable disciplining you because you're technically, maybe you're not their kid. So they don't want to be mean and they don't want to be the one to say, get your homework done. You have to do your work. You have to do your work because if they have to tell you that, and then you're not doing it, it's causing friction amongst you and them. And so that is going to eventually, that friction of them having to keep disciplining you is going to really wear them down and they're going to get to the point where they're like, you know, I just don't want to deal with this. That's when they're going to ask you to move out. And that's when you're going to have a problem because now you're on your own again. So you can help yourself by doing what you're responsible for all the time without having to be told, without having to be disciplined by someone who doesn't want to discipline you. You know, if you want to be looked at as a mature adult or a mature teenager right now who's becoming a mature adult, you want to be treated like a young adult, you have to take personal responsibility. You have to have self-discipline. You have to be willing to do the things that you need to do without being told to do them. And it doesn't matter if you're 13, 15, 17, 18. This applies to anyone who wants to become independent and take care of themselves because there's when you're an adult, there's no one who's going to tell you, you have to do this, you have to go to work, you have to you know pay your bills. It's on you to do it on your own without having to be told. So get used to taking that personal responsibility and having the self-discipline to do it on your own now. The other thing is when you're, you're living in someone's house, regardless of whether it's a day or a week, you got to clean up after yourself. This includes if you're eating food, you got to do your own dishes. If you're leaving food around the house, if you're going to make a sandwich, put the extra food away, put clean up after yourself. Then when it comes to your clothes, if you have dirty laundry, don't leave dirty laundry laying around. When it's dirty, put it in a hamper and learn how to do your own laundry. You don't want to have a stranger, maybe it is a, a relative of some sort, whether it's an aunt and uncle or whatever, but if it's like a friend's parent or someone you don't know that well, you know, it's pretty uncomfortable to have them doing your laundry. So as nice as it is for them to maybe offer, it's something you should want to learn how to do anyway, because it's something any mature, responsible adult should know how to do. So get on that now and learn it because it's a valuable skill and it'll help you from becoming embarrassed when they're doing your laundry and they're like, oh, you know, this scummy clothes or whatever, you just don't want to deal with that. So you want to make sure you're you know, cleaning up your area, wherever it is you're sleeping. You want to make your bed. You want to put things away. You want to be organized. 
You don't want to be a slob and you don't want to do anything that's going to rub them the wrong way. You don't want to do anything that's going to put the roof over your head in jeopardy. Just simply do what you can to secure that place regardless of who it is that's offering it to you. And these are the things you could do to do that is to take care of, of your business straight up your business your clothes you're eating you know if they cook dinner you should offer to do the dishes you know and that, and if they say that they expect you to be home at a certain time if you if they set a curfew for you whatever time that is whether it's nine o'clock or ten o'clock at night be responsible and come home on time meet your curfew don't be late coming home late every night with excuses you know if you're legitimately late for a real reason one one or two times random you know and you're honest about it, I'm sure they're going to be okay with it. But if you get into the habit of coming home late every single night, now they're starting to wonder and worry, where are you? Did something happen? You know, and if they really care about you, they're going to be concerned. They're going to think you could be, you could be arrested. You could be dead in a ditch somewhere. I mean, these are the kind of things that parents worry about and adults worry about when it comes to kids, because anything could happen And this world is crazy right now. And if you're not being responsible for yourself and coming home and, and respecting the rules of the house you're living in you know you're going to start to like i said wear down that relationship by being late all the time and coming home after curfew and making excuses and then if you start lying that's the worst thing you could do because once you start lying to somebody your trust is going to be broken and like i said you're living in someone else's house they have to go to work and you may be home alone if they don't trust you that's just not going to happen. It's not going to fly and it's not going to last for long because if they catch you lying about one thing, they're going to be thinking that you're capable of lying about anything. So just do what you can to continue to be a better person and practice good hygiene and clean up after yourself and be responsible. And if you make money, if you do have a job, offer to pay a little bit of rent money. Like say, hey, I notice I've been making a little extra money. And since, you know, you're not charging me to live here, I'd like to offer you $50 this week towards groceries. And they might say, no, thank you. I appreciate the offer, but you don't need to do that. Or they might say, yes, that would be a really big help. I really appreciate you doing that. And so if you have no bills, if if you're living in someone else's house and they're not asking you for anything and you make money, whether it be a little side hustle, a side job, or whatever it is, you're babysitting, you're doing these things I talk about in the book to make you money, whether you're fixing things up and selling them at yard sales, or you're walking dogs, or you're, you know, whatever little jobs you're doing, you might be making a couple hundred bucks a week, or whatever it is. If you don't have no bills, what are you doing with that money? You know, I talk about in the book with, you know, managing your money and having a bank account and things like that, but if you're living with someone else, and we're talking about living, your living situation, if you're living with someone else who's not charging you rent money and you're making money, you should be offering them something, just a little bit of something to show how much you appreciate it and help them out because they might legitimately need the help. The other thing is if you have a job and you're making money and you don't have bills, you should be saving that money instead of being out, finding ways to waste it, you know, whether it be buying expensive clothes or jewelry or anything like that. That's all nonsense. That's not necessary. Right now, your goal is to start saving money because If you're on your own and you're just living with someone temporary, the day is going to come when you have to get your own place. And I go through this in the book. You're going to have, when you move into a place, you got a few choices. And and like I said, I explain it in detail. But if you get your own place, generally, if it's a legit apartment or house, you have to pay three months rent up front. That's the first month, last month, and a month security deposit. And depending on how much the rent is, triple that. That's just the move in. 
Then you have the bills. So if you have to get the bills in your name, electric, gas, water, internet, they all require a bill. Some of them even require an upfront deposit. There's more expenses. You know, in some places you might get an apartment. It's just a little one bedroom and it's all included all in one. And so you might get lucky and only have to pay, you know, one month up front to move in, or you might only have to pay a first and last with no security. But either way, it's a big chunk of money up front to move into any place on your own. That's why right now it's important for you to save money. So not just cash under your bed. I'm talking a real bank account, a legit way to save money. So you get money, you put as much as you can afford to put in the bank, and then you keep a little bit out for spending money, a little bit out for, you know, survival stuff, everyday stuff, food and drinks and whatever you really need. But don't keep all your money in your pocket because you will spend it. These are just the basics. You know, I really want you to understand that you taking personal responsibility for your life should start right now. I mean, legit, right now, regardless of your age or your circumstances, because you can control your behavior. You control the words that are coming out of your mouth when it comes to especially living with someone else. No talking back, no cursing, no using foul language, disrespect. It's something you can totally control and it's something that's really going to get you into trouble to one extent or another with the people you're living with at some point or another. So these are all things you can control. Cleaning up after yourself, offering to help, paying a little bit of rent if you can afford it, you know, being nice to the other people in the house. Now, if there's other siblings, you know, if you're living with a friend, and your friend has a sister or a brother, you have to be nice to them too. You know, there's no attitudes with anybody. It's It should be all good with everybody. If they got pets, you should be like, hey, if you don't mind, I'll walk the dog today or I'll clean up the litter box for the cat. Whatever it is you could do to help because as a teenager, your main job is just school. That's it. Get an education. And if you can make a little money on the side, have a little job, that's great. But your main thing is getting education. So having a place to live is going to secure that for you because when you live at a specific place, you stay in one school. And when you stay in one school, that's when you get comfortable and you can start to get relationships with teachers and get a real education. But if you keep getting kicked out of someone's house or you go from living with your aunt to living with your grandma to living with your friend, Every house might be in a different school district. And so if you get kicked out of this house, then you go live at someone else's house, that might be a different school district. So now you got to switch schools again and start all over with friends and all these things that just snowball from the situation of having to move around. So limit, if you can, to your ability, the amount of times you have to move. You know, if somebody's willing to let you stay, do everything you can that I just mentioned to continue to be able to live there by doing the things I just talked about. So I really hope this was helpful. This was just a brief overview of chapter five from my new book, Self-Help for At-Risk Teens. And the book's coming out really soon. So I appreciate you tuning in to this video or this podcast episode because this is being done uh, in two ways today. So if you're listening to the podcast and you want to see the video, check the show notes below. I'll put a link to the YouTube video. And same with the video, I'll put a link to the podcast episode if you want to just listen to it on the fly. Again, thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate your help. Don't forget to go to the selfhelpcompany.com and join the email list and that'll get you four free personal development books, Think and Grow Rich, The Science of Getting Rich, As a Man Thinketh, and Acres of Diamonds. These are truly classic 
personal development books. These are like the foundation and they're free to you right now where if you want to go buy them, you can go spend 10 or 15 bucks for each one on on any website right now. But I'm giving them to you for free. These are something you can start reading and starting to develop yourself and just continue to become a better person and the world around you will become better. So thank you again for tuning in today. I look forward to speaking with you very soon. Have yourself a great day. 